this is one of my favorite days of the week because we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court, and it's spelled C-O-U-R-T, but Jamie Court doesn't go to court. ConsumerWatchdog.org goes to court, and Jamie Court is the president of ConsumerWatchdog.org, and Consumer Watchdog does a whole lot more than going to court. Lots of great consumer advocacy. Jamie Court has been a friend to this show and a part of this show virtually since the beginning. Jamie's in San Francisco, and that's part of the story today. Jamie, thanks for coming back, as always, on the Norman Goldman Show. My pleasure, as always. Well, Jamie, you know, one of the ways my brain works, which is a little weird, when I see stories, uh, news stories, I see civics angles, I see political angles, legal angles, and the one we're going to start with today is the 30th anniversary of an initiative, a ballot initiative that was put on the ballot by your organization under a previous name, but the founder of your organization and so many of you way back in the day. For 30 years, Californians have been living under a thing known as Proposition 103, and it's a California state only thing, and that's the civics angle. In the United States, the states are very powerful. They regulate lots of things that the federal government doesn't touch, and auto insurance, which impacts all of us, very much in the state's power. And thus, amongst the 50 states, we have wildly different ways of regulating car insurance. And in many states, there's very little regulation, and insurance companies get away with murder. But it's a state's rights thing. It's a civics lesson, and Californians took it upon themselves 30 years ago to do the most open, most transparent, what the insurance companies would call the most burdensome, auto insurance system as known as Proposition 103. And Jamie, it's been a, an amazing success, hasn't it? It's been an amazing success. Think of anything that you pay for that the price is less 30 years later. Auto insurance in California, that's true. Our liability premiums are lower than they were 30 years ago when Californians passed this insurance reform, Prop 103. It saved drivers $154 billion. That's with a B, billion dollars, according to the Consumer Federation of America that just reported on that uh, yesterday. Uh, so liability premiums in California have been lowered by 5.7% since 1989. The rest of the country has seen their auto insurance liability premiums increase 58.5%. Mm. So this is a, just a tremendous victory, and, and it shows... Not only that regulation can work, because this is tough regulation. This is an elected insurance commissioner. This is an insurance commissioner who has to approve rates before they take effect. This is we're the only state in America that has banned zip code-based auto insurance. They can't charge you based on your zip code here. They do it everywhere else, which is a social justice issue. And while the total amount of premiums paid by motorists rose 61% during uh, the last 30 years, in California, they've only increased total premiums by 12.5%. Our premiums are lower, and we have the most competitive auto insurance market in America. You know, there are like over 1,000 companies, insurance companies, doing business in the state of California. So we are, uh, we are in a serious, serious advantage to the rest of America, and it's all because the people of California rose up in what we call the voter revolt in 1988, took the insurance industry by the hair, and said, you're charging us too much, your rules aren't fair, we're going to do it ourselves. And uh, 30 years later, they were proven right. It's a tremendous victory, and it's a tremendous lesson that regulation can work. The insurance companies said it never would. They said they'd leave the state. Quite the opposite is true. Consumers are happy. The insurance companies are happy. It's a competitive market. Everybody's happy. Interesting thing that happened, though, the study came out from Consumer Federation of America. We got a little press on it. But the TV stations, you know, weren't that interested, Norman. And we said, well, why not? This is a huge victory. $154 billion. 
Well, you know, we only really like to report on bad news. If there's not blood in the street, <laughs> but what? you know, this is good news. Give, me a good, give, no give us some good news. So damn depressed. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever really so depressed. Yeah, I mean, you think it would be good for sales or something? The good well, news, anyway. But Jamie, I, I have to tell you though, because for the purpose of context, and it very much is to your point, the reason we have Proposition 103 was in 1988, 30 years ago in California, the auto insurance market was a catastrophe. Rates were skyrocketing. There were five separate ballot initiatives. Uh, a couple of them were put on there by the insurance companies. Only one, and everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about auto insurance. The marketplace was insane. It wasn't working. We had we had freedom. We had no regulation. It was what the Republicans want. They want they call freedom no regulation, and that's what we had. We had a jungle, and it was a disaster. And that's why Prop 103, the consumer watchdog, then by a previous name group, got one of the five ballot issues. Only one passed, and it was this one. And the insurance company said it's so much regulation. And that's exactly what happened. A marketplace was restructured. All kinds of ground rules were put in. A lot of transparency and openness, pre-approval of rates. Everything gets filed and publicly viewed by all the other insurance companies. And, Jamie, a private marketplace was completely restructured by government regulation and done in a smart, thoughtful way that actually has functioned beautifully for the last decades plus. Exactly. It's a total success story. The insurance industry hates it, but they can't, with a straight face, say anything negative about it. What they say is, with all that regulation, we can't lower our rates quick enough. Too much red tape. When did an insurance company ever try to lower its rates? I mean, you know, we, they, we stop from raising their rates. Uh, if they want to lower them, I don't think any insurance commissioner is going to say no, uh, unless, you know, it's an insolvent company, which is an issue. But they really have nothing bad to say about this law. So it's an example of how regulation can work everywhere. Uh, and, and more importantly, it's, it's an example of the victory that consumers can, uh, can rise up at the ballot box and beat some of the biggest corporations, cash-rich corporations in America, and change things. It's still a shining example. There haven't been that many, believe it or not, in the last 30 years. This remains that one, one shining beacon, and we keep doing ballot measures, hoping to replicate it. We're talking to our friend Jamie Court. I love visiting with Jamie Court. Advocacy on behalf of consumers and getting the job done. Check out consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org. Expose, confront, change. That's the motto. I'm a big fan of Jamie Court. He's the president of Consumer Watchdog and all of his great colleagues at consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie, you're in San Francisco. And a couple of weeks ago, or very recently, there was a, a global climate change conference hosted by Governor Jerry Brown. Everyone from the world is here. It was a big show of defiance to the dude in the White House. Uh, but a lot of what's been going on lately in the news has kind of overshadowed the whole issue of the environment and that conference and our next topic which is the United Nations is now saying time is about up. It's gotten so dire. I thought it was 2040 that the all the ice at the uh, North Pole was going to be gone. Jamie, if it's whenever all the ice at the North Pole is gone, I think we're gone. Uh, but it's not 2040. It's sooner than that. Well, what the U.N. Uh, said was we have 12 years till 2030 to fix things. And if we don't do it then, this 1.5 degrees that we're going to climb on the average global warming temperature is going to be irreversible. So it's, it's really that we have, we thought we had till 2040. I think it's one point we thought we had till 2045 to reverse climate change. It becomes irreversible according to this report 
in 12 years, and we have an unprecedented hurdle, and yet we have a president of the United States who says on Sunday in 60 Minutes, yeah, I know climate change is happening, but I don't think it's man-made. It uh, could be an act of God. It'll go back, despite what all the scientists in the world who are really scientists say. So what, what I'd say is this. Um, the people in this uh, you know, group of environmentalists are really troubled by it. Uh, we've got to redouble our efforts. I mean, that includes, you know, even as a consumer group, we're looking at, you know, forcing the insurance companies to stop investing in fossil fuels and coal. They've got uh, American insurance companies have about $600 billion invested of our policyholder premiums in coal and fossil fuels. And that's by their own reporting. We can stop them from doing that as consumers. And we're going to have to. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a governor who's Democratic, Jerry Brown. He got beat up at that summit you were talking about because he hasn't stopped oil drilling because he's allegedly a big, you know, a big guy against climate change, but he want to touch the oil industry. Well, we got to touch the oil industry. We got to touch the natural gas wells. We got to go after the fracking. And we're going to have another governor in January and his first act should be to stop fracking and limit oil drilling in the state. Uh, we got to do everything. And that's what the UN said. And that means the insurance companies have to step up. I mean, there's actually no reason they shouldn't. We've talked about this before. Their policyholders suffer. Their bottom line suffers when there are more extreme fires, more extreme hurricanes created by warmer oceans, warmer temperatures, drier brush, all because we put in too much carbon in, in the environment. And uh, we, we've got to stop. We've got to stop with the fossil fuels because that's where it starts. We can't just recycle. We can't just limit our demand side. We've got to go after the supply side. Jamie, you were yeah. off last week, and so we talked with Carmen Balber, and this was our topic, trying to get the insurance companies to disinvest from fossil fuels. And and until Carmen and ConsumerWatchdog.org kind of got me on this this idea, of course, I, I had not put two and two together, which is my bad, uh, but an oil refinery can't run if it doesn't have insurance. They need lots of different insurance policies to run. So literally, the insurance industry could put the fossil fuel industry out of business, just saying, sorry, you're too risky. We won't sell you any policies for your coal mines, your oil extraction practices. Everything's dangerous. Everything needs insurance. And so we won't sell it to you because your industry is killing the whole planet and our, we're, we're paying out claims left and right. So, I, I mean, I think this is a really amazing argument that needs spreading. Exactly. It does, and it will. And I think I think the insurance companies in America need to listen to the insurance companies in Europe, where they stop this around the rest of the world. You know what we need? We need Warren Buffett to come out, who's got one of the biggest insurance companies in America with Geico, and say, I'm not doing it anymore. We need a couple, a couple of insurance companies. And uh, once we get a couple of insurance companies, the rest will fall in line. Because people like you can say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to advertise for insurance companies that are still invested in fossil fuel, right? You're not going to let their ads on your radio show. We're not going to, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to, I didn't hear a yes to that, but we're not going to. Well, actually, not you know, it's interesting. Fuel. I think we do advertise Geico. That's a, it's an interesting right. topic. Go ahead. Well, Geico, maybe Geico will be the first because you know what? Honestly, this is a guy who supposedly believes in all of this, right? He believes in climate change, and he believes in stopping it. And he's got, uh, you know, he's in his 80s, this guy. He's not around that long. He should use the time he has to this do guy with that voice. This guy is... With uh, Warren um, Buffett, right? One of the richest Warren guys Buffett, in the world. Right. Celebrated exactly. businessman, Warren Buffett. Yeah, and a man who's who's supposedly a pretty reasonable man, you know. Um, so, uh, but I also think that the, the reality is we all have to you know, see climate change is affecting us. You know, I, I, I'm here in San Francisco where obviously the millennials and the non-millennials 
and and uh, many people believe this is one of the greatest existential threats in the in the world. But 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 not everywhere is that felt personally. People don't see it as something that they have to deal with in the Midwest. They don't see it as a pressing problem because there's no human face on it. They don't see the connections with the hurricane damage and the fire damage. And so we all have to we all have to work better to get our friends and neighbors and, and people in our sphere and our community and everywhere to understand the moral imperative, the existential imperative, the world our children are going to grow up in is going to be radically different. And, it, and it's not fair. We've been visiting with our friend Jamie Court. Jamie, the clock is glaring at me. I, I've got to leave it there. But I thank you so very, very much for sharing this with us. I know a lot of it is gloom and doom here at the end with climate change and ocean temperatures rising and ice disappearing. However, however, if we put our minds to it, we can make change. And that's part of the first part of our discussion today. 30 years on. Over $150 billion in savings for consumers on auto insurance. Jamie Cord is the president of Consumer Watchdog, and you can find them all. Great colleagues of Jamie Cord, who's the president of ConsumerWatchdog.org. Jamie, it's always great having you with us, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thank you, Norm. Always great talking to you.